Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah. This is Glenn, and welcome to the Glenn Think Stuff Podcast. hard to believe that Christmas is almost here. It's, it's hard to believe that that uh it's hard to believe that the new year is almost here, man. 2022. 2021 like flew by and I since I started doing the Glenn Thinks the podcast this year I've done the least amount of podcasts since I started. And and I mean that's that's fine. That's I mean, it's been good stuff happening this year for me. I've been more busy. I've had uh my plate has been my plate has been fuller. You know, and I got to the point where I was like this year I got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm just not <clears throat> I'm not committed to the podcast as much just because I don't have as much time. There's stuff that I have to have to do, you know. And uh you know, that takes precedence. And, uh, and I was like, should I end this? You know, should I go out? Um, should I hit some number and just, you know, hang it up? But then I was like, that's not something that I want to do because I really enjoy this as it's kind of like a hobby to me. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a therapy, you know, where I can just unplug and just talk and focus on what I'm talking about and the stresses that are going in on in like going in on my life uh I kind of put that all on the back burner so that kind of melts away while I'm doing this man I got a little I got a little frog in my throat um let me get a sip of my water here but like uh so I decide, like, I want to keep doing the podcast, and I'm grateful, man. I I can't say thank you enough to the people that listen to this podcast. I appreciate it. I've never been a numbers guy. I've never been the kind of guy that's like, uh, the kind of guy that's like, oh, my numbers, and I hit this number, and my, oh, the numbers, because it's never been about really growing the podcast for me. Like, I just don't want to invest my time in trying to promote myself, you know, because I think that podcasts like can grow slowly just through word of mouth. And if you like it, you'll tell somebody that you like it. And that's more my deal instead of showing up at your door being like, have you ever heard of Jesus? You know, like them people that come beat on your door, which I mean, if that's you and you're listening to the podcast, you're like, I'm listening to this in my car while I'm on my way to do that. Well, I mean, ma'am, let me tell you, that ain't a good strategy. I go ahead and tell you that much. But, uh, but man, 2021, the world is crazy. The world has lost its mind. 
And, uh, oh, before I just thank you. Thank you for listening. That's what I was trying to say. It's cool to see people, you know, it is cool to see that people listen, but, uh, it's just been great. This is like, everyone's lost their minds. It's just like, God, yeah, I'm just kind of unplugged from everything because I don't want to know how crazy all these people around me are. You know what I mean? Like I would rather put on blinders and not be aware of how insane the world is. Like I would, that's what I would rather do. You know, it's just, uh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot and it makes you tired, you know, but, uh, but I don't know. I thought that I would sit down with you today and, uh, talk about some stuff. Um, what, what am I going to start with? Um, I went to three Christmas parades this past weekend. Three. I went to one Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's something that I do every year because, uh, my kids are involved in, in Christmas parades. So, uh, so I did that this weekend and, uh, I don't know. It's a nice little tradition. My favorite one, man, my favorite Christmas parade is the most rinky dink one that's like in the small town where they still throw out candy at the parade because when I was little and I would go to the parade, I was on a parade one time. Um, I rode on a float for a, like a family owned grocery store and, uh, we got to throw out candy and I probably threw out candy harder than I was supposed to, because I mean, if you're a little kid, you're a little boy and they're like, here's some, some dum dums or some smarties or something. I'm going to try to drill somebody with them. You know what I mean? I just am. That ain't right. I'm not proud of that. You know, I'm just being truthful with you. I'm going to try to hit somebody, you know, and I probably did. So, uh, I hope that person's all right. And I hope that's not something that they've lived with and been like, man, that one time this boy drilled me in the forehead with a dum-dum and ruined my Christmas pictures. Yeah. Because I was that boy. But that's not the man I grew up to be. I'm a gentle man. I'm a good man. <laughs> but anyway, so I like the small town parade, man. The tractors, the old cars. I mean, there's like, there's people in the parade that's like driving a Ford Explorer and just having an enclosed trailer. You know what I mean? On the back, ain't decorated, ain't nothing. It just looks like they they were trying to get somewhere and they got stuck in the parade, you know? But I mean, there you could tell they were, they, it's like they were in the parade. Like, they were like, I will be in the parade, I got my trailer. And, uh, the, the the mayor of the parade or whatever, the grand marshal's like, I can't tell this person no. I can't tell Randy no. He does so much for the town. Bless his heart. You know, and everybody knows him. But I mean, I seen a couple in, in, in two of them parades, I just seen like a Ford, it was a Ford Explorer expedition just pulling a trailer. And it made me confused. But it's like the same guy. I guess he's proud of his trailer. The trailer looked like it cost more than the car that was pulling it. I mean, it was a nice enclosed trailer, but that's all it was. 
There wasn't a Christmas wreath to be seen. There wasn't a string of garland. There wasn't no lights. It was just... It was just a little piece of confusion to everybody that was watching the parade. I guess except for the people that knew Randy, you know. But I don't know. I, I love, I think that's hilarious. I love, man, I love that. You want to be in the parade, man. If you want to be in the parade, you can be in the parade, you know. And you know somebody got mad somewhere. That ain't even Christmassy. He didn't put forth no effort. It's the Christmas spirit. It's the Christmas spirit. He wanted to be part of the parade. He wanted to use his gas and his time and his resources. And that might be all he has. You know, and, and that made him feel good. Getting lined up, having his number, and getting to ride in the parade. So you know what? That's okay with me, you know? If you, if you want to be in the parade, you know, there's people, there's old people, just ride golf carts, you know? Throw out candy to the kids. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't even nothing wrong with that, man. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, because that's the Christmas spirit, and that's what it's about. You can have these big fancy floats. You can have these big fancy floats, and all you're doing is trying to advertise for your company. Which is that's what a lot of that's what a lot of Christmas parade stuff is, you know, is politicians. I hate a politician in a parade. Get out of town, man. Let us have Christmas, like Senator Billy G. Jackson. Man, get out of town, Democrat. Democrat got some nasty candy. Well, this is Orville P. Redenbacher, Republican. Republican got even worse candy. What are you throwing out these Dollar Tree bags of stuff for, man? And I don't think a lot of them was. I tell you what, one old lady looked at me at the parade. One old lady. She looked at me, all these people tossing out candy to the kids. I was standing there by myself. There were some people to the left and to the right. But there was probably about 10 foot. 10 to 15 foot. On, on either side. This woman looked at me dead in the eyes, said Merry Christmas, and threw me a piece of chocolate. It made my... I ate that little... It was a little... It was like a little ball of chocolate. Man, it made me smile. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here 40 years old. 40-year-old man at the parade. Watching the parade. And that woman looked at me and was like, that boy needs some candy. I mean, it could have been my grandma. You know what I mean? Like, that's the age that woman was. She was old enough to be my grandmother. She just seen me. She just seen me. So, I guess when she seen me, when somebody that age sees somebody my age, you know, somebody that's like upper 70s, 80-year-old, I'm like the little boy. You know what I mean? I'm like the little boy. I was the little boy when they was my age. So... You know, it made me, it, it really, it was like an innocent moment. It was like the most innocent moment that I've had in a long time. And that just, I was, it's the little stuff, man. It's the little stuff. It's saying Merry Christmas to people. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, man. It's about being kind and generous and showing some love to people. You ain't got to know people to show love to people. You know, and I think that sometimes you forget that, or I forget that. Man, I forget that. It don't take much. That little thing, you know, that happened 
what? What day is this? What even is this day? You know, four or five days ago, something that happened four or five days ago, I'm sitting here telling you right now, that woman threw candy out to tons of people at that parade. I'm sure she don't remember me, you know, because she did it all day that day. But that one little act of kindness made me smile. And I'm sitting here telling you about it right now. So, I mean, you know, but, uh, but I also did go last week. I went to, uh, McCaddenville, North Carolina. I talked about it on the podcast in previous years. It's kind of a little Christmas tradition. It's, uh, it's a town called McCaddenville and the whole town is in lights. Right. And, uh, and so I drove up through that. We drove through, I ain't gonna lie, we drove through about three times. Because before we got out to the other side of the town, we'd turn around real quick in a parking lot and drive back through. Then we'd turn around and drive back through. But, uh, you know, so that's a little Christmas tradition. And it seems like, it seems like, it's it, it's really weird because at Christmas, you have these traditions. And it's like Christmas movies, people are like, What's your favorite movie? And, you know, you might be like, I don't know, whatever it is. Gone with the Wind, you know, or The Family Stone, or, you know, uh, the Yaw Yaw Sister Traveling Pants movie, man. But uh, I think everybody's favorite movies are really Christmas movies because, because you watch them every year over and over and over again. And it's like, well, that's just a Christmas tradition. Well, you don't do that like no other time. Like, it's you don't have a springtime movie collection that you watch every year. You know what I mean? You don't be like, I watch my favorite movie on my birthday every year. Like, I've seen Christmas. There's certain Christmas movies that I've seen more than my favorite movie. Because I watch them every year. And I'm going to get into it, man, later in the podcast. I'm going to talk about some Christmas movies. I want to get some other stuff out the way first I want to bring to your attention that I need to talk to you about today uh, that ain't real good. You know, so I was like, I I don't really want to, uh, I don't really uh, want to talk about the bad stuff last, you know, because that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But, before I go on any farther in the podcast, there is a little podcast that I want everybody to check out. Okay. It's a podcast that has been super, um, supportive of the Glenn Think Stuff podcast. Um, and it's called 8750, right? And it is, I mean, it's a great, it's a great show and you should really listen to it. It's a, it is a, um, comedy podcast um and it's just it's great like it's not like mine at all (laughs) it's funny (laughs) and it has um way more episodes like they do way more episodes they're always putting out episodes so um i just wanted to plug them they've been nothing but awesome to me especially on twitter and i'm not on twitter a lot um yeti yef they have all kind of I mean, they have all kind of merch. Once you listen to them, you know, they got all, they have merch. They have a Patreon. Um, so please support 8750. They're good people. Um, I'll put the link to all their stuff in the notes of podcast today. Um, but I'm just not on Twitter as much anymore. Like I used to be way more involved in the podcast and, uh, 
in the podcast and world, you know, um, when it came to social media, but then I just got kind of burnt out on looking at my phone so much. And, uh, so my circle is small, right? My circle is small, but I consider 8750, they're a newer podcast and I consider them to be in my, in my circle. Right. And, uh, you know, I got like our true crime podcast with Cam and Jim, brazenly honest, uh, Gerald stats, my homeboy. I just finished his new episode yesterday. You need to listen to that. The mixed media forest podcast with Jason Lampro, uh, St. Paul film cast, um, with Nick. That's my homeboy. Um, I'm, I'm not getting them all. I'm not getting all the ones that, 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 uh, that's why I don't like plugging people because I don't have notes. So I was like, <laughs> like ah, I'll leave somebody out. But those are a few, man. But definitely 8750, I wanted to give y'all a shout. What's up? But uh, but anyway, um, what else can I talk about here that's good and bad and ugly? Oh, I got pulled over. Oh, God. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about, about my life as a criminal okay so it's saturday night i guess i guess technically it's sunday morning and uh and i'm headed home and it is about it's probably about 12 30 one o'clock in the morning and uh i was driving through a small town right and uh and i was tired i've been up early you know the morning before i've been up early but i was uh just getting home and uh or headed home and i was going through like a neighborhood and i rolled through a stop sign right like i was turning at a stop sign i didn't come to a complete stop i mean it's like a small town late at night nobody's around or so i thought i guess and i mean i did it i did it right i did not completely stop at the stop sign i don't i don't even know if i signaled right? So I'm not saying that I didn't do something wrong. You know, I'm not a victim. This is the problem that I have. Okay. I got, I rolled through the stop sign, blue lights, boom. I was like, all right, dang it. (laughs) Right. That's like always your, I mean, whenever you see blue lights, whenever you see blue lights, you're not like, your 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 heart rate doesn't stay the same. I don't care. I don't care. I wasn't doing nothing wrong. I had a traffic. It was a traffic violation, right? If you're the if you're the best person in the world, if Mother Teresa gets pulled over, she did. But if she was driving, she was alive. If Elon Musk figured out how to bring Mother Teresa back to life and she was driving her Escalade, right? And blue lights hit Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa would be nervous a little bit. She would be nervous a little bit, okay? I mean, something about those lights are intimidating. They're not soothing. They're not, they, they, blue lights, here's what blue lights do. Blue lights awaken a panic within you can quote me on that is true is true there's nothing calming 
about seeing blue lights behind you. You know when you get re- when you when you're like on the interstate or something and you see like a trooper flying up behind you with his lights on and you're like, "Oh," and your butthole puckers all up and you're like, "Oh, good god." But then he turn he flies right by you like he passes you. And then that relief, like that tingly relief comes over your whole body. You know? You know that feeling? Anyway, so uh so then blue lights hit me. I'm so tired. I'm like, man, ah, I, but it ain't a good feeling. I'm like, dang it. Cause I knew, I knew what I did. Right. So I pull over, I ease over onto the, onto the shoulder. You know, he gets out of his car. I turn my car off. You know what I mean? I turn my car off. I'm like, here we go. I'm getting a ticket tonight. And, uh, I did. I mean, I had my seatbelt on. I was, you know, I was trying, man. I was giving her as good of a go as I could do. And uh, he comes up, and I'm watching him in my rearview mirror. And I don't know if you know this, but if you don't, I'm going to teach you something. Whenever a police officer pulls you over, they're going to touch. You can notice they'll touch the back of your car, right? They'll touch, like, the top of the trunk. They'll touch the side of their car. The reason they do that is because they're putting their fingerprints on your car in case you decide you're going to run right? They all do that. Um, and so I'm watching them. I'm exhausted, man. I'm about maybe three miles from the house and I'm like, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm kind of annoyed a little bit, but I did it. You know what I mean? There ain't nothing worse. I'm just being honest, man. You know, those horrible feelings that you have that you're like, man, I'm not going to tell you the truth about how I feel because, it will make me look like a terrible person. It's kind of like I told you the story about when that guy, that motorcycle wreck happened in front of me. And I just wanted to look at my car to make sure it's all right. But I didn't. But I didn't. I helped the guy. I was the one who got out and helped that guy. I talked about it on here before. But I I still had the thought, like, you better not have messed up my car. You know? <laughs> Glenn, a man is laying on the road. I know, but I helped him first, but I had that thought, you know? And so I'm just kind of annoyed, man. At this point, I'm annoyed that you're doing your job as a police officer to me. Do you know who I think I am? Don't you realize who I think I am? Right? So he's walking up. I'm watching him. He touches the back of his car, of my car as he's walking up. And I want to be like, don't you touch my car. You know what I mean? Like, that's my car. Don't you touch my car. You can't be touching my car, man. You know? That's my car. I don't care if it's protocol. Like, let me put my hands on your property. Like, let me get out and touch your car. Well, I guess if you touch their car, you ain't going to have a good day because you're going to have two hands on their car. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but anyway, he touched my car. He got up to my window. He was like, how you doing tonight? You know, and I already had my license and, and I was getting my registration out when he came up to the window. Um, I had opened my console, was looking for it. And, um, and I couldn't find my insurance card. And he's like, you know why I pulled you over? And uh, then he just started telling me what I did wrong. All the traffic sins that I had committed against the city. And uh, I was like, all right. And uh, and at this point, you know how it's late. It's on a weekend. 
they'll say, have you had anything to drink tonight? Right? That's usually what a police officer, that's protocol. If you had anything to drink tonight, you go through a sobriety checkpoint, something like that, like a license check. You had anything to drink tonight, sir? Um, Mr. Glenn thinks stuff, right? This dude looked at me, told me what I did wrong. Okay. Told me what I did wrong. And then he said, your eyes look glossy. How much have you had to drink tonight? Right. That's what he said to me. And I was a bit offended when he said that, because what you're saying is I look drunk, right? And I wasn't, I hadn't had anything to drink. And so what you just did, Mr. Public Service Man, is you just told me, hey, you look drunk. You roll through a stop sign. You look, your eyes look glossy. You look drunk. That's what he said to me. That's kind of like rubbing a woman's belly. You know what I mean? That's kind of like rubbing a woman's belly that ain't pregnant is what that is. You know? I haven't done it, but I've witnessed it, and it's made me really happy, but not for either party involved, <laughs> you know? It was like, oh, you have provided me with some fine entertainment, at the, <laughs> and it makes y'all uncomfortable, but I think it's hilarious, you know? But uh, that is the same thing. He was like, your eyes look glossy. How much have you had to drink tonight? And I was like, man, that's how I always look. I was like, I was like, I was at work at like, got up for work at like three o'clock this morning. And he's like, where do you work? Like just trying to trip me up. Right. It's really none of your business where I work. You know, I told him where I work, but it was really none of your business where I work, you know, and I'm not difficult. I did not at any point. Right. Because you have your inner dialogue that's going on. And then you have your outer dialogue that's going on. I'm not someone, dude, I love police officers. I really, at this point in my life, maybe not when I was younger, but at this point in my life, man, we need police officers. I'm pro law enforcement all the way. I think that they have the hardest job. I think that a lot of times they get a bad rap. I wouldn't want that job for the money that they make. I would not. There's no way that I would want that job because you never know what you're walking into right? You're just walking into like the wild west. Sometimes you don't know if you're going to get shot at. Ain't nobody shooting at me for what a police officer makes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe if you pay me something like dude, 250 K 500 K a year, I'll take somebody shooting at me. If I got, if I can shoot back, you know what I mean? But you can't tell me, you know, and there's bad app. There's bad people at, everywhere. What about that one bad person in the world? Man, there's bad people everywhere. Get out of town. But what I'm telling you is how I acted and how, what was going through me at the time, that was two different things. All right? I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to give you all the paperwork. I'm going to give you what you need to do your job. But if you just tell me you look like a drunk person when you're just dead sober, like I'm going to have a problem with that. I'm going to have a problem with you not asking me how much I've had to drink, but just assuming it based on how I look. Because I don't think that, man, some people look raggly, man. Some people be looking raggly on the weekends, right? And I just happen, apparently, apparently, I happen to be one of them, right? And uh, 
So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, man, that's just how I look. You know, I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, I can't find my insurance card. Right. And so he was like, all right, well, you can keep looking. I was like, man, I, I can't find it. So he went back to his car. Right. I'm kind of like, give me the ticket. I deserve to get a ticket. I haven't had a ticket in so many years, but I did it. I mean, I did it. You got me. I did it. Let's do this. You know, let's dance. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there and then another police officer pulls up. So that guy's back in his, in his car, typing in all my information, getting ready to give me a ticket. And, uh, and another police officer comes up and touches my car. I'm like, look at this, man. Y'all going to be leaving fingerprints all over my car, man. What, what, what y'all even doing? What, what's going on in the world right now? You know, I turn into a, a, a it's like a mobile ink blotter or something. You know what I mean? Like a, what is this? Like a mobile fingerprint station. And, uh, so he comes up. And I'm trying to pull up my insurance card on my phone, which I eventually got. He comes up and touches my car and was like, how are you doing tonight? I'm like, man, the same as I was doing when your buddy walked up a minute ago. Apparently, I'm not doing too good right now. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and then he got all up in my window and was like, you know, I'm try- I'm sure he was smelling me. I'm sure he was doing a little, little sniff sniff. And, uh... Yeah, I'm just sitting there drinking my Diet Pepsi, you know. <laughs> I did pop a couple more mints in. <laughs> just, 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 I guess that might bug him a little bit. You see somebody with a mouthful of mints. <laughs> but, uh, but he's like, well, he's going to get you the, he's going to get you the uh, food and, or not the food. He's going to get you the ticket and then uh, he's back there finishing up and he'll be right back. And it reminded me of like a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I said food. It reminded me of a restaurant. It's like, what's the point? Like, if you go into, let's say you go into like, I'm trying to think of a restaurant that's all over. We could say McDonald's. They're all over the place, right? You go into McDonald's, you order, you know, you order. I have a number one combo Big Mac. And uh, so you're waiting on your food. You just ordered it, right? And then, you know, they have another person not the cashier but they have another person that comes up and they're like how are you doing and you're like i'm just waiting on my food you know and they're like well they're just finishing up frying the fries and making the big mac and it'll be right out to you you know what i mean i was like what is this what is this this is a waste of tax dollars i guess it's backup you know i guess the guy had it you know what I'm saying? But he finally come up and uh, gave me my ticket. And I don't know, man. I don't know if I need to go to court for this thing. Uh, because I said, he said, your court date, I, we put it out to January. Right? And I was like, court date? I was like, I can't just pay it. And I was like, what, will it do any good to go to court? Like, what am I going to go to court and y'all are going to drop this? And he said, well, everybody's entitled to a fair trial. And I was like, okay. All right. So, uh, well, I want an unfair trials. <laughs> what I want, you know what I mean? I want to go and be like, I tuck my shirt in and, you know, and I'm just throwing myself. Maybe I should throw myself at the mercy of the traffic court. 
Maybe that'll give me a break. I don't even know if it's worth my time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know if it's worth my time to take off of work, take vacation, and go up there and, you know, maybe they would. I thought about stopping talking to the little person that works in the window where you pay the traffic citation and just asking them, you know, but I guess they don't like giving legal advice. But I just want to ask them, like, are there any scenarios where this could get at least man at least drop it a couple points off there you know what i mean i'll pay a higher fine if y'all let me keep some of them points you know some of them kool-aid points i got on my license so uh so that was that which that doesn't happen a lot so i figure i would talk about it on the glenn thing stuff podcast because i'm not like i don't be having run-ins like that you know so uh so there's that what else what else what else what else did you see where a plumber at joel osteen's church found money behind a toilet in the bathroom like in the wall (laughs) they had money in the walls of that place that's crazy man that's crazy like how good how much money did they got because if there was a fire at that church Right. If there was a fire at that church, I don't think that insurance, if you can't just be like, I had, you know, this like 10 million in cash hidden in the walls. I don't think you can do that. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the insurance company would be like, sure you did. You know, like if your house burned down, you'd be like, man, I had 50 mil in there. And they'd be like, right. And so when I saw that, when I saw that article, I was like, how much money are they hiding and how much money they got? It just is funny. That kind of stuff makes me, makes me, uh, it's funny to me. It's funny to, uh, to think about Joel Osteen. Hide that. Hide that $10 million in the wall of the bathroom behind the urinals. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, so, uh, that's something that I saw. Really ain't nothing else to say about that. Yeah. So, yeah, buddy. Now, what I thought that I would do on today's episode, something fun. I was like, what's something that I could do that would be fun? A fun holiday episode. And I was like, what I will do is I will rank Christmas movies, right? And I haven't seen all Christmas movies, but I've seen a lot of Christmas movies. So I was like, I'm going to find a list of Christmas movies and I'm going to rank them. You know, I'm going to like one out of 10. What would you give this one out of 10? And so, uh, so I found, uh, online, I found a list of Christmas movies, the 65 very best Christmas movies of all time. It looks like it's out of town and country mag magazine. Um, but I just wanted a list, you know, a list. And this is just like the first list that, that I clicked on while I was doing my, 30 seconds of research for the podcast today. So, um, so I'm going to go through and I'm going to rank them one through 10, just how I feel. Don't get all, cause everybody has that, that opinion that sucks and ain't like mine. So, uh, so I'm just going to rank these, right? Um, the first one that, uh, number one is a Christmas story, 1983, um, a Christmas story, Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye out. Let's see. What would I give a Christmas story? Um, you know it plays like 24 hours on Christmas, right? So it's something that a lot of people have watched. 
Um, I just found last year I was watching an early Christmas morning and, uh, I saw, I think I said this maybe on a podcast last year. It said that, uh, I saw that Ralphie's dad on a Christmas story is Billy Madison's dad. And I just put two and two together like, uh, last Christmas, Christmas day, 2020. All right. A Christmas story. I'm getting distracted. Um, I would give this a solid, um, let's see. I would give this a six, right? A little above average. It is a movie that I like, but it is not my favorite. So I would give a Christmas story, um, a six. Now the next one is, it's a wonderful life with James Stewart and Donna Reed. Um, I just watched this last year for the first time in my adult life. I watched it when I was a kid and it was really, it's really a great movie. It really is a good story. Um, it's a great movie. Um, the only weird part is where, um, where James Stewart, uh, is smelling that woman's head when she's on the phone with that man that wants to court her and he's over at her house and uh he's being kind of i don't know there's a weird chemistry going on there and um jealousy and passion and all this stuff and he's like kid like smelling her head and then i guess they kiss or whatever but i was really like i really i didn't appreciate it when i was young so it's a movie that i really enjoyed it's a wonderful life i would give this um I would probably give it a six, too. So we got Christmas Story at a six, and we got It's a Wonderful Life at a six. Um, Number three, Will Ferrell, Elf. I think this movie is good, okay? But I think that it's kind of overrated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) It just... I just think it is. I mean, I think it's a good... (sighs) I guess it came out when I was an adult. If I was a kid, I could see this being a home alone to a younger generation. Like, definitely, I could really see this being, I don't even want to say it in the same conversation as home alone, but I could see this being a Christmas classic for younger generations. You know what I mean? I like it. I enjoy it. I really do. Um, I think that Will Ferrell's hilarious in it. I think he has that childlike, elf-like, you know, wonder going on. Like, he has that expression. He can, he could do that role. Not a lot of people could do that role, but he pulled it off. And then, uh, so, you know, it is a good movie, but I would give it a five, a five out of ten, elf. Um, number four, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase, Christmas classic. I don't really need to say any more about this. Cousin Eddie, you know, the whole bit. I would give this probably, uh, eight. I would give this eight out of 10, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a classic. Number five, Home Alone, the original, the OG, Home Alone. Number one, Home Alone Origins, a Christmas masterpiece. I would give this a nine. I just would. 
I don't really need to explain myself. I feel like I, I feel like this fine piece of film speaks for itself. Home Alone 9. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I would give it an 8. I would not give it a 9. I don't think that it's as good as the original, right? I am, I, I just don't. But still, a great movie. And still greater than everything that I've talked about so far. All the other movies. I don't think I've given an 8. But I give Home Alone 1 a 9. And Home Alone 2, I give an 8. 7 of 65. Kurt Russell's, uh, the Netflix film, Christmas Chronicles. Um, 2018. I That was a good movie. I watched it. I watched it on Netflix. It is, it is a good movie. I did enjoy it. Kurt Russell, he, he, his Santa character was a little bit different. His Santa character was a little bit more of a tough guy. You know, when you see Santa, you don't think of Santa as a tough guy and his, his, uh, long red coat was leather. And, uh, Santa Claus don't wear a leather coat, but he pulled it off. It was good. It was good. You want, you want, uh, Santa Claus to be a little bit incoherent and, uh, and Kurt Russell wasn't that he was on point. He was kind of tough, but it's a good movie. I give it a five. I do. It's definitely worth watching. All right. What else? Number eight, Scrooged with Bill Murray. I have seen this before, but it's been too many years and it's actually on my list of movies to watch this Christmas. So I love Bill Murray but I cannot rank this movie and be fair, right? I cannot, I cannot rank this movie and be fair to you because I don't remember a lot of it. So, um, honorable mention. All right. And I'm going to skip these ones that I haven't seen here. All right. Dr. Seuss, the Grinch, 2018, the animated one. Um, I thought that this was good. I enjoyed this. I would, um, Let's see. I would give this a, I'd give this a five, right? Um, I'd give it a five because it was well done. They, I mean, how many Grinches are they going to make? But, uh, but I did enjoy this one, the 2018 Grinch, the animated one. All right. Um, Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, the original. This is my favorite Christmas movie. I make no, uh, I don't even try to hide it. Yeah, I've been honest about it. I think that it's a great story. Uh, I think that Charlie was a little snot in the beginning of the movie, you know, when he's complaining about his dad. You know, his dad is, like, trying to do Christmas for his son. And, uh, you know, a divorced... It's like a divorced household, and Charlie comes to his dad's for the hot, for Christmas Eve. And, you know... um he's just trying to do the best he can for his son. And then we all know the story. You've all seen the movie, you know, Santa falls off the roof. Um, and Tim Allen becomes Santa Claus in the movie and saves Christmas. Right. So, uh, so what a great story. I give that a 10, man, 10 all the way. I love the Santa Claus. I just do the Santa Claus two, um, the sequel to the original Santa Claus, uh, this movie, I think that the Santa Claus 2 did not hold up like Home Alone 2 did. Like, I think that Home Alone 2 was a better sequel 
to Home Alone than Santa Claus 2, 2 was to Santa Claus. I just think that they were like, oh, we got to put this out and make some more money, you know, because the first one was such a hit. So I would probably give Santa Claus 2 probably a, I would say probably a 4, to be honest with you. It's not one of my favorite Christmas um, movies. Um, I'm skipping a few I haven't seen. Disney, Tim Burton, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, yeah, I don't really think of this as a Christmas movie. I think of The Nightmare Before Christmas as more of a Halloween movie. And it seems to be more associated with Halloween. You know, I, I see what Tim Burton did there, trying to be sneaky. You know, trying to cash in on two holidays. You know, the nightmare before every holiday there is. The, the nightmare before Thanksgiving that was for Halloween, that was for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like he tried to cash in on two different holidays, which is fine. Tim Burton movies, to me, I like Tim Burton. They are kind of odd, but they're kind of predictable odd, you know? Like, you can watch something without knowing it's a Tim Burton movie and be like, this is a Tim Burton movie. I can just tell. You know? It's not really off the wall. It's kind of his... He's found his niche, which is cool, which is fine. But it's just not... I don't know. It's not my favorite. And I don't think of this as a... As a um, I, think, I think it's great. But I don't think of it as a Christmas movie. As a movie overall, I would say it's probably... Uh, I would say it's probably a seven for the kind of movie it is. But as far as a Christmas movie, I'd have to give it like a, I don't know, man, like probably a four or five. I'll, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. I'm feeling generous. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks, another Tim Allen movie. Um, Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's, if you've seen it, it's definitely worth watching. Um, I enjoyed watching this movie. It's not my favorite. It's fun. It's not a Christmas tradition that I have to watch it. Um, but it's Christmas with the Cranks 2004. I would give it a four. I would give it a four. But you don't need to say, oh, you give it a four. It's not even worth watching. I'm not going to watch it. It's definitely... I mean, it's definitely a fun movie. So I would watch it. But... uh not one of my favorites at all. And before I forget, there is a movie. Before I, I don't want to forget this and forget to tell you about it. One of the movies that I watch every year, it's a Christmas tradition. Um, you can look it up online because I don't think it's streaming anywhere, like on a streaming channel, but you can find it. It's called Christmas Every Day. And it's like a e it's like a made-for-TV movie from like the 90s. And it's where this kid <laughs> it's like ABC made for TV movie. And uh, it, it's where this kid wakes up and it's Christmas every day and he's this teenager and he's so cool. But it's like early 90s, right? And I'm probably around that same age, you know, as the kid in the movie. So uh, so that's a tradition. It's a crappy, it's a crappy made-for-TV movie, but it's like, it's like our tradition to watch that every year and make fun of it, you know? Um, Disney, I heard, my brother told me that Disney remade that movie with like it's like the same concept it's not called christmas every day but i've got to watch that too and be all judgy because i like my crappy made for tv version i give that 
a solid eight. Um, all right. So what's next? What's next? Christmas with the Cranks, a four, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I watched this movie. I didn't care for it. I didn't think it was that great. Uh, I mean, I tried. I didn't see it actually till this year. It's from 2011. Harold and Kumar, 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 um, Christmas. I'll give that like a three. Um, a Charlie Brown Christmas. That's a classic from 1965. I would give that, dude, I would give that an eight. Just no, I would give it a seven just for nostalgia, just for the nostalgia. You know what I mean? It's Charlie Brown, dude. It's Charlie Brown. I ain't even, I don't judge me. Um, let's skip a couple here. Man, I'm skipping a few. The Family Man with Nicolas Cage and Tia Leone. I really like this movie. Um, It's from the year 2000. Um, It's about a businessman, Nicolas Cage, that chose um, a job and money, a career over love and over a family. Um, having a family with like the love of his life. And so he kind of gets to go back and see. It's kind of like a ripoff of A Wonderful Life. It, it, he gets to go back and see if he had chosen love over money, pretty much. I don't really think of this as a Christmas movie. I guess it is. It, it, the setting, it takes place at Christmas. But I never thought of it as a Christmas movie. It is a good movie. I like Nicolas Cage. I ain't gonna lie, I like Nicolas Cage. I give this movie a five. I will give this movie a five. Um, let's see what else. Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Saves Christmas. Man, that's a long Glenn's like, yo, Glenn just keeps he just keeps talking. I love Christmas. I talk about Christmas all day, man. I could talk about Christmas all day. Ernest Saves Christmas. I love Ernest P. Worrell. I do. Um not the best Christmas movie, I'm not going to lie. But I love Ernest, man. I'll give this movie a four. Ernest Saves Christmas 1988. Man, that's right up my alley. That's like my, when I was coming up. The Holiday, I've seen it. I don't remember it. I don't care to comment. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, 1947. I have not seen this movie in years. I need to watch it again. I don't feel comfortable rating a movie that I don't that I can't recall really well I I, I I think that it's a Christmas classic I need to put that on my list man I, I need to put that on my list behind Scrooge there's a couple more I need to watch Miracle on 34th Street 1947 I need to watch um let's see planes trains and automobiles um, I actually just bought this movie on Prime because I watched it. I think I watched it in 2014 was the last time that I watched this movie from beginning to end. I remember watching it. I remember cooking myself a steak and watching this movie. And I was like, man, I want to see that again because I, 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 I thought that John Candy and Steve Martin had great chemistry in that movie. So I bought it on Prime. It might have been Thanksgiving night I bought it on Prime and I watched it a couple times. What a great movie. What a great movie. Really not something that I associate with Christmas because it's not one of those traditional movies that I watch. I give it mad respect, though. I give it mad respect. John Candy, you know, had his hands in a couple comedy Christmas classics, and this is one of them. So, 
Um, you know, he was in the polka band in the original Home Alone, right? Yeah, that was the original Home Alone. And so, I mean, here's another one he did. I'll give this, I'll give Planes, Trains, and Automobiles 1987, I will give an 8 out of respect. Respect. Um, let's see, haven't seen that. Here's one that I just bought a couple years ago, um, that I saw... The Santa Claus, the movie, 1985. Um, it has Dudley Moore, John Lithgow, David Huddleston, Judy Cornwell, Burgess Meredith. I didn't think it was the greatest movie. You know, it's a good movie. I like it. It's Christmas. It's Santa Claus. The movie is called Santa Claus, the movie. I cannot not like a movie called Santa Claus the Movie. I didn't grow up with this, so it it's not it's you know that special place in your heart. It it's not there. It is a good movie. I would probably give it a four, though, to be honest. Um The Polar Express, Tom Hanks. I okay. Another overrated Christmas movie. Okay. It's like they were like, let's do this animated movie before we've perfected the animation, right? Before we've perfected everything, let's make this Christmas movie, <laughs> right? And some of it just looks creepy. I'm not going to lie. It's cool. The story's cool. Again, if you were a, if you were a younger generation, this was... A Chris, this is probably going to be a Christmas classic for my kids, the Polar Express. You know, they're probably going to make their kids watch the Polar Express someday, and their kids are going to be like, oh, this is creepy, you know? And uh, it's just not for me. I, I, I do, I mean, I got to give it props. I got to give it props. It, it's a good story, but it's just not my... I don't know. I'm not like, hey, gather around. Let's eat this Christmas tin of popcorn and drink hot cocoa and watch the Polar Express. Um, I would give that movie a four, the Polar Express. Um, what else do we have here? Jingle All the Way. Another movie. All right, here comes The Rocks. I'm, man, I'm opening myself up right now. I'm just letting you in letting you know what i think jingle all the way 1996 arnold schwarzenegger i watched this movie i didn't see it till i was an adult and i thought that it was really an overrated movie right i like jingle all the way too with larry the cable guy do you hear me i and that's not on this list i'm sure but i like that better than the original jingle all the way okay that's how much i don't think this is a great movie um I give it a three. Uh, Mixed Nuts, Steve Martin, 1994. Uh, again, this isn't a holiday movie that I grew up with, but I have watched it several times in my adult life. I would give it a, I give it a five. Steve Martin, props. Jim Carrey, A Christmas Carol. I think that this was really well done. I didn't, uh, this didn't come out until 2009, but I thought that it was really well done like this animation the animation in a christmas carol is the animation that they needed in polar express but they didn't have the technology yet i guess um really well done i give it a six um i grew up watching a christmas carol um 
I grew up watching Christmas Carol. My dad, like, is obsessed with Christmas Carol. That's, like, the only Christmas movie he wants to watch. Maybe because it's all proper and back in old Jacob Marley's time. Maybe because they use good English on there, man. I don't know. But, uh... So anyway, I think that that's a good movie. Christmas, uh, Disney's Christmas Carol 2009. Um, Die Hard 1988. Um, I don't think it's a Christmas film. I'm on that side of the argument, so I'm not going to rank it as one. Scrooge 1951. Um, which one is this? The 1951 adaption. Oh, I know that guy's face. I would say, hmm, let's see, I've seen this a lot when I was growing up, I would say I would give it a five, now I'd give it a six just because it was well done, for 1951 that is a good one, The Night Before with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, says Rogan, Anthony Mackey, The Night Before, um, 2015, it is funny, um, three friends getting into this, trying to find this huge party. Um, from a comedy standpoint, I would probably give it a six. From a Christmas movie standpoint, I would probably give it like a three. I would probably give it a three. Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm not a big fan of the Jim Carrey Grinch. Um, I think Ron Howard made this movie. Um, 2000, in 2000, uh, it's good. I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. You know, it deserves that. It is, there was a lot that went into that movie. Not one of my favorites. I almost like the animated one better. Um, Arthur Christmas. I've seen it, but I don't remember it, so I can't rank it. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't know, man. I'm not going to be like. You know, as a man, sit here and be like, that Muppet Christmas Carol, man, let me tell you something. I would say a Muppet Christmas Carol 1992, I would give a four. I'd give a four. You know, for the crowd that they're going for, for what they could do with puppets for a Christmas. I mean, how good of a Christmas movie can you make with puppets? You know what I mean? <laughs> for Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, I don't think that this movie's real popular. I don't think that a lot of people think that this movie is a Christmas classic, but it's a movie that I enjoy. Uh, Four Christmases, 2008. Um, John, not John, uh, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon are boyfriend-girlfriend. All their parents are divorced, so they have to go to four different Christmases. I think it's funny. It's a fun movie. I give it a I give it a six. Um, Office Christmas Party. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. Jason Bateman, Jennifer Aniston. It could have been a lot better with the cast that they have. It could have been a lot better. I'll just say that. I would probably give that like a two. Um, What else we got here? What else we got here that I've seen? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The original 1966 version is a Christmas classic. I give this an 8. I rank that as an 8. Gremlins. Man, that ain't even a Christmas. I ain't even going to say nothing about that. That ain't a Christmas movie. Miracle on 34th Street, 1994. 
Man, they even they they're putting the remakes up here now. Um, let's see. Let's see if there's any more that I've seen here. Um Christmas Carol 1938. I've probably seen it. And I don't remember that version. All right, here's one I've seen. Bad Santa, 2003. I love Billy Bob Thornton. Um, you know, this has Billy Bob Thornton, John Britter, Bernie Mac, Laura Graham. What a great movie. What a great cast. That's funny, man. That is a funny movie. Uh, I would give that a seven. I would. Bad Santa's funny. Um, what else here? Oh, man, it skipped back up. What happened? Hang on, let me get back down to where I was. Man, I went way back up. Y'all probably getting tired anyway. Y'all probably getting tired. Y'all are like, you're just going through, saying numbers, talking about Christmas movies, and then just saying numbers. How long are you going to do this? I'm going to do this till I get to the end of the list. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Back where I want to be. There's Bad Santa. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in 1964. That's a Christmas tradition for a lot of people to watch. I give that a solid five. I would say it's average. Frosty the Snowman, 1969, five. These are classic. These are classic shorts, though. Classic shorts. Um, let's see. Are we getting toward the end of the list? I think that I reached, is that the, did I get to the end of the list? Yeah, that's the end of the list as far as the ones that I've seen. So uh, those are my uh, Christmas movie rankings. Uh, like I said, I like Christmas Every Day, Made for TV, ABC. And I like uh, I like the Santa Claus. Those are my two faves. And I give props where props are due. You know, Home Alone is on my list of top five. Home Alone 2 is the best remake to a Christmas movie that has ever been done. Period. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't argue with people when I know that I'm right. You know? Because there's no point. Because I already know that I'm right. Why well, I'm going to argue with you if I already know that I'm right. There's no point to it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I hope that... I hope that... uh At least if if you forgot about some of these Christmas movies... You know, hopefully from doing this, you're like, oh, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I want to go back and watch that. Hopefully that that uh, as I was talking about the movies and, you know, reading the names off that, that uh, I reminded you of something, you know, that took you back to your childhood. Because I think that that's good to do every once in a while to reconnect to that time in your life. You know, there's nothing wrong. That's good. We all need to remember that we're all just little kids that grew up, man. We are. We're all little kids that grew up, so that little kid is still there. It's just been abused by the world, you know? And when you get abused by the world, you get all big, and you get your bones start popping, and you get all kind of, you can get bitter and jaded. You can get tired, you know? You can say, I need a nap. When you were a little kid, you'd be fighting against the naps. Now, as a grown-up, you're like, man, man, I got to get that nap, you know? So it's good at this time of year to to remind yourself of some, there's good in the world, you know? You were once good. 
before you become a black-hearted son of a... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, man, it's been real. I've enjoyed talking to you today. Thanks for listening to Glenn Thanks the Podcast. I hope to get another one out before Christmas Day. But if I don't, Merry Christmas or Happy whatever you celebrating. And uh and I hope that you have a happy holiday wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Some folks gotta work, some folks traveling to see family, you know, some folks putting up their Christmas tree the smells, the sights, the sounds. It's a beautiful thing. You need to take a while in your life. At times like this, you need to take a while to soak stuff in, man. You do. I'm telling you. Because that's some of my biggest regrets in life is not taking a moment in. Because so much of life is such a rush, you just want to get through. You want to get through, man, and you don't take in the good stuff. And so that's like so important to do. But much love. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas.